Coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we have NBA draft expert Chad Ford joins us to talk about this year's NBA draft class. How weak is it? We also play a game at the end. And this. You're kind of a nerd, aren't you, Doug? A little bit. A little bit. 100%. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets presented by Built Bar. They taste way better than any bar on the market. My mouth doesn't feel like a desert after I grab one. Try them out by using promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. You can also follow us individually at Walker Mail or at Doug Branson LOH. Excited for the show today because we have a special guest on the show. He's the host of the new NBA Draft podcast, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Lockdown Podcast Network himself. You can also check him out on Twitter at Chad Ford Insider. Chad, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. How are you? Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, Chad, thank you so much. And I mean, I think you're well known within the NBA draft game. You put out your big board for so long. This is something I think we've all, if you're a basketball fan, you would go to ESPN.com. You would check out Chad Ford's evaluation. And that was gospel. That's who you wanted your team to get, especially when we didn't have all of this draft access. And I, I know that you've you took a break for a while, Chad. What have you been doing before you started to host this uh, NBA draft uh, podcast that you have now on the uh, Locked On Podcast Network? I was on what I call ESPN quarantine Is that what <laughs> <laughs> for, for two years when they had their major layoffs in 2017. I, I was still under contract. Myself, Mark Stein, a number of other people were essentially just required not to talk about the draft. Uh, in my case, the draft for a couple of years. And so I wrote a book. It has nothing to do really with the NBA, but around conflict resolution. I was a professor doing conflict resolution at the time. So I spent a lot of time doing that. It's actually coming out in a few weeks. It's called Dangerous Love. And I also just started going back and one, enjoying the college basketball game and the NBA game again, just enjoying it, right? Not just doing it purely from a scouting standpoint. And two, I really started going back and looking at past drafts and trying to understand okay, why did I get this guy wrong? What's going on? Looking back at the sources and I, a lot, almost all of my evaluation was based off of talking to NBA teams, NBA scouts, which guys were right, which guys were wrong. Going back over all my notes on that and just trying to come back when I, when I did come back with a better evaluation process and tools to be better at predicting the draft. Well, and, and at first you said you just wanted to enjoy the game. Did you find that refreshing or did you still have the itch to evaluate as best as you could? Like, was that, was that awful for you or did you find it refreshing just enjoying the game rather than really working it like you so diligently did in the past? Yeah, I can never turn off the scouting part. Uh, honestly, I thought I could, but that was, that was a hard, hard part. I actually did get a lot of, a chances to watch more NBA. I, I was so enmeshed in the college game and the international game and watching tape. I, I still watched NBA because I thought it was really important to understand the trends and how the league was playing, but got to definitely spend more time enjoying the NBA game, watching prospects who had went to the draft play. So that part was definitely funner. 
On the college side, it's pretty hard. If you put on a college basketball game, my iPad pads out two seconds later and I'm starting to write scouting reports. Chad Ford joining us on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You know, Chad, when you look at what you did wrong in the past, right? You said you wanted to try to figure out exactly why I got these guys wrong. I remember listening to Bill Simmons on your podcast not too long ago. And I remember you talking about the biggest thing you've learned during your tenure as a talent evaluator and maybe with that time off. You said you learned how important a player's personal drive to be great is. I I thought that was interesting because I think a lot of us try to throw that out as a cliche, as it doesn't really matter. or We want to get down to the X's and O's. But Chad, that's something you found pretty important. When did that epiphany come to mind? What was the straw or the player that broke the camel's back uh, to make you arrive at that kind of realization? There there was a lot of players that broke the camel's back on that (laughs) because they looked great in workouts. They had the length, the explosive leaping ability the quickness, they checked off all the physical tools that you look for in a prospect. And I'm not saying those are important. They are. But often what was overlooked was basketball IQ and the drive to really succeed in the NBA. And it's really interesting because I certainly hadn't seen the last dance before I came to that conclusion. But watching the last dance and watching Jordan and the drive and how hard he pushed his teammates to have that drive and the fact that some of them had it and and some of them didn't and needed him to essentially drag them there, I think is is really telling. I mean, Michael Jordan has the greatest physical tools maybe of any player to ever play the game. But I think watching that documentary series, that's not the thing that stands out the most in watching him. He has the greatest drive to win and be the best. And that's what I think took him from all-time great to the greatest player that ever played the game. And Chad, is it, is it, I mean, how difficult is it to evaluate that in the pre-draft process? Is it possible? I mean, do we, uh, what, what, what kind of things do you look for when you're trying to evaluate that? And then taking that one step further, are there players this year where you feel like, okay, that's, that's definitely a strength of theirs or maybe a weakness. Practice is important. Watching a player practice is critical. One thing that I did, I actually learned this from an old-time NBA scout, and so I can't say that I came up with this, but a tip that I got early on in my career from scouts about how they scouted the game was to show up pregame an hour and a half, two hours before the game, and watch who was out putting in work on their game before the game actually started. He said it was going to be really telling. He told a story about Larry Bird and the fact that Larry Bird was always the first Celtic in the gym, getting up shots, preparing. Even when he was MVP, he was still the first guy in the gym getting ready for the game. And so I I would start showing up early. When I would go do draft workout stuff, I always showed up ridiculously early to those workouts to see who was already in the gym, who was really popping, standing out. And it was actually what got me on very early in the process, Kawhi Leonard. And the amount and level of time that he was spending in the gym, the work ethic, the drive, it was one of the things that really stood out to me when there were some questions about Kawhi, about what he could ultimately uh, become. In this draft, you know, it's really interesting. You know, a couple things, caveats. This, this particular draft, I haven't been able to be there for practice and before the game watching guys. That's, that's something that I did for years at ESPN. I'm not able to do it this year with the draft, getting a little bit late to the game. To the, the scouting part, 
has changed because we can't go do the workouts and some of the other stuff that we've done before. So this is going to rely on Intel then, which is a very, very important part of the game. When John Hollinger and I have been doing a series of redrafts and talking about this as well. And John on my podcast last uh, or early this earlier this week, what told, told us that in his mind, even more important than the analytics, which is what he is known for is really being able to understand the analytic breakdown was understanding getting Intel getting great intel about a player from their high school coaches, from their college coaches, from their teammates, from the team trainer. Uh, you know, wherever you can get that information about a player, that seems that is helpful in the evaluation process. And if there's one guy that has actually stood out well in that process, and this might surprise some people, it's been LaMelo Ball. The, the intel out of Australia about how he handled the game, moving to a professional league, how professional he was, how dedicated he was to the game, how he didn't come with a big ego and star that people thought when you associate the ball name and his father, obviously, and all the hype that sort of came out of there, how serious he was about getting better, the role that he played with teammates, everything else. He's coming out pretty stellar in that process, and it gives me a lot more comfort level with him because when you watch the talent on the court, it's incredible. Okay, Walker, we've got more with Chad Ford coming up. We're going to talk about this year's draft and who uh, sits at the top of his big board. I'll tell you what's sitting at the top of my big board right now for lunch and breakfast, and that's Built Bar Protein Bars. Uh, Walker, these things are tasty, and, and I'm trying to lose a little weight, and I'm going to be honest, I'm trying to keep my meals simple right now. I, I don't want to like have to think about breakfast and then think about lunch, especially right now. I'm, I'm just trying not to think about anything. And Built Bar makes it easy, makes it tasty, and they're healthy. These things are the bomb walker. Yeah. I don't have to grab my muffins anymore. I don't have to grab my <laughs> granola bars anymore. Get out of what here, I like muffins! Is I have to go into work so crazy early. What I do is I grab these things. I don't have to worry about putting on the awful sugar and calories that come with the little Debbie snacks that I've gotten so used to. This absolutely is a great substitute for the taste. And I'm not going to have any more love handles, Doug. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm eating the uh, the peanut butter brownie. This is the one. It's, I think it's really locked in at, in my number one pick, the peanut butter brownie. Tastes it's great. my number one. Chocolate mousse was the second probably for me. I'm going to go peanut butter brownie, the number one. Uh, you can play the fanfare later. Well, here's the, well, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing that I really, I like that they actually taste like chocolate because, you know, sometimes you get these things, these protein bars, they're chalky, they're gritty, they're nasty, and the chocolate doesn't really, it's like mocklet. It's like fake chocolate, not Bill Bar. Bill Bar, we're talking real deal McGill chocolate. Uh, so mm. check them out. BuiltBar.com is the website. In fact, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, you're going to get $10 off your first order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. They support the show, so please go out and support our sponsors. This is Locked On Hornets. They're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot <laughs> wait until the Hornets load manage. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Chad, you mentioned LaMelo Ball, how you're getting intel and that, that being somewhat surprising, I guess, maybe to everybody else because we associate him so closely to LeVar Ball, who's this crazy man, right? And we got to learn about him when Lonzo Ball was in the NBA draft. Is LaMelo Ball, 
in the mix? Or is he the guy at number one for you? How many guys are in the mix for you at the number one spot there to, to be selected? Right now, for me, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. I actually think there might be a, a tier that drops off. And it's part the incredible court vision and feel for the game that he has that is elite right now. It's elite among NBA players, not not prospects, among NBA players, the way he sees and feels the game. And so another thing that I've learned over the years is if you're going to make it from college or international to the pros, there has to at least be one skill that you're going to hang your hat on in the league. One mistake that I made over and over again is saying, oh, this guy has a lot of tools. He does a lot of things well, but doesn't do any one thing great. And those players tended to wash out sometimes the fastest in the NBA because what's the justification for leaving them on the floor if there's nothing that they really do great? In LaMelo Ball's case, he's already elite top 5%, top 1% among point guards in how he sees and feels the game. And that is what really stands out to me right now early on in the process for him. He's got warts. His shooting form, like his brother, is, is a different shooting form, but it's still really messed up. We didn't see really anything from him on the defensive end uh, this year, but he's got great size for his position. He can, I think he's a better offensive player than Lonzo. And one thing, too, if you want to compare the brothers – is that despite all the hype and LeVar and everything else, there's been zero complaints about Lonzo Ball from teammates, from coaches uh, in, in the game. His teammates like playing with him. He's been a good leader. He's improved his game throughout uh, the course of his career. And all of that, I think, actually bodes well for Lonzo as well. He's going to have to fix some things, but this is not a draft with a Zion Williamson or an Anthony Davis or something like that where, okay, this is a no-brainer number one pick. This is a no-brainer superstar in the NBA. No one's like that. No one's in that like tier one that I would say in this draft, but I think he's in that tier two potential all-star type of player in this draft. And I don't, the more I watch these other guys, he might be the only one. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people view this as a really weak draft class. Chad, where would you rank if we just put all the draft classes, just an average draft class out there, whatever year you wanted to go to, what, where would LaMelo maybe among a, a average NBA draft class? Probably five to 10. It's probably the category. And it goes uh, to show how, how weak is this to you? So pretty weak, right? Like, does it, this is rank at the very bottom of some of the recent draft classes that you've seen, or is it just, you know, where, where would this rank to you as far as what, how, how close this is to an average draft class? It reminds me of 2013. I don't want to go in hindsight because there's always players that eventually emerge, right? And John Hollinger and I are doing these redrafts and there's always somebody, including sometimes guy in the second round that ends up being great. But if you look at perception coming mm-hmm. into the draft and how teams are feeling about it now, in 2013, the Cavs had the number one pick in the draft. They were seriously considering six players for that number one pick, in part because there wasn't that clear standout guy. There was no one that was really they were that excited about. They tried to trade the pick. They really couldn't trade the pick because no one really wanted to get up there ahead of them. They end up selecting Anthony Bennett which was a mistake. The worst of the six outcomes. That, that yeah, have, it was the worst of the six outcomes, but a number of those other outcomes weren't great. And then right. a few like Victor Oladipo and Otter Porter were, turned out to be really good NBA players, but not typically what you think about the number one pick. 
that the best player in the draft was Giannis Antetokounmpo, who went 15. And, and it, so that's where that's the situation we're in with this draft. Yeah, and in that same draft, the Charlotte Hornets or then Bobcats selecting four, they selected Cody Zeller. It looks like they're going to be moving away from Zeller and some of the other veterans that they have uh, at the at the bigs. Uh, even though they they hit on PJ Washington, they could look at the power forward center position if if uh, they wanted to, because there are some names uh, mocked around eight, nine, ten where they could end up, including Oyeka Onyeka Kongwu, Obi Toppin. James Wiseman of of the bigs in this draft who excites you most uh in terms of two-way play players that can do a little bit on each end of the floor if there was another player that I said had the potential to be worthy of a number one pick it's James Wiseman the big question mark for him is we got to see him playing three games in Memphis this year there was question marks about him coming out of high school, about his work ethic, about his drive. Some of those things that we've said are really, really important. And it was hard to know from every general manager, every scout that I talked to, there wasn't enough time evaluating him to understand how he was really approaching the game at Memphis, how much he improved. And there's still big question marks about what he's done since then, right? So the NCAA suspends him, what he does since then to improve his game if he is going to put in the work you're talking about an elite athlete with elite size a guy that actually has pretty nice touch can play in the modern nba both i think defensively and offensively if he's going to put in the work and that's a big question mark as we said and i'm not trying to indict him and say he won't i just think that the answer is that we don't know He's the biggest wild card for me of anybody in the draft. Somebody could hit, actually hit a home run with him. He could end up being an all-star in the NBA. He could also be a guy who could quickly fall out of the league. What about Onyeko Kungwu? I feel like there are a select group of people who are super excited about the potential of a Kungwu and then maybe everybody else that's just a, a little bit, I wouldn't call it negative on a Kungwu, but but just haven't said much in terms of their excitement level for him. I mean, he fits the rebounding uh, uh, mode, right? I mean, that's something the Charlotte Hornets, they're dead last in rebounding. Uh, they, they could certainly get that from him, right? Going to get rebounding, going to get hustle, going to get shot blocking, has a not nice touch around the basket. We didn't necessarily see him on the perimeter as much as we'd like. I actually think there might be some stuff there, but that's not the way that USC really played him. I think the question for him is in the modern NBA, again, where you have guys that are stretching the floor, big men that can take guys out on the perimeter. We haven't seen that with him. This is more of a hustle big, a guy that's going to provide a lot of energy, a great motor. He's a good athlete. He does have length. But is he really a guy that's going to turn around a franchise or even be like a number one or two or maybe even a number three guy in your team? That's not what I see with him yet. So I, I feel like his floor is high because what he delivers in the game as far as athleticism, energy, rebounding, shot blocking, there's a place for him in the league. But if you're asking me, is he a pivotal piece on a really good team as one of those, you know, top three, big three on a team. I don't really see that yet from his game. 
All right. We wanted to play this game with you. Doug has created this crazy game as he usually likes to do. So Doug, I'll let you take the floor. What did you want to do with Chad Ford? Chad, this is going to be an easy game. It's a Chad Ford's big board game. Here's how it's going to work. So we've gotten uh, some insight into who tops your big board, the Chad Ford's big board. Now I'm going to give you the name of some fictional prospects, and those will serve as clues to uh, what kind of big board we're dealing with, and it's going to, it's going to rhyme with uh, the the clue. So, for example, <laughs> I know that was confusing. Yeah, I'm going to give you an example. It's going to clear everything <laughs> up. So, if I were to tell you that the the number one prospect on on this big board is B minor, it would be Chad Ford's big what? B minor. B, B minor <laughs> would be Chad Ford's big chord. <laughs> okay does that make sense oh i got it i got it i was a little slow on that one no it's okay I, I, it's a confusing game uh, but i You're feel kind like of a nerd aren't you doug a little bit a little <laughs> bit percent chad yes nice okay call. You, you've got all right, it. All right. Yeah. so here's the next clue okay number one on this big board huge prospect got a great motor it's model t taurus on chad ford's big Ford. That's correct. Oh, you are you are getting this game, Chad, and I love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, next. using my last name made that easier. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Maybe I should have started with that as the example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this a shiny prospect. Uh, I mean, it's everybody wants it right now, and that's Oscar Emmy on Chad Ford's big. Oscar Emmy. I think you've stumped me on this. That's one. Chad Ford's big award. Don't. Oh, Oscar Emmy, Chad Ford's big award. I got it. Here got we, it. Here we go. I got I got maybe one, maybe 17 more. We'll just go with this one more. Here we go. Excellent. Squash Pumpkin. Squash. This is a big prospect. Uh, center, the center of a lot of people's Thanksgiving table. Squash Pumpkin. That's Chad Ford's big. Gord. Oh, Excellent. he got it. He got it, folks. That's Chad's why he's the expert. Too. He knows as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's able to get the game. Uh, Doug, do you have any more? Or was that it? That was the last one you wanted to wrap up on? Uh, let's do one more. I've got okay. this one here. Uh, Katana Claymore. Now, this is a really sharp prospect, okay? He knows his stuff. He knows the game. He knows the X's and O's. He can slice. He can dice. He's one of these point guards that can really get into the paint with these. Katana Claymore is on Chad Ford's big... Sword? <laughs> yes, sir! <laughs> you get the fanfare music. Excellent stuff from Chad Ford. You can find him on Twitter at Chad Ford Insider. Make sure you pay attention to his podcast. It's Chad Big Board. We're going to go with the original name here. Chad Ford's NBA Big Board that's on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chad, thank you so much for joining us, putting up with our foolishness. We really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. Chad Ford, once again, uh, thanks to him. And again, make sure you go check that out. It's awesome stuff. I love those episodes. You find out a lot about this year's NBA draft class and who the Charlotte Hornets could be considering wherever they select. Right now, it's in the eighth spot. We have one more segment to go here on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. Have you fallen out of love with uh, Lonnie Walker yet, or are you still in love with him? I think there's still a chance. Yeah, I think I there's know, still a too. chance. Yeah. I think he's uh, <laughs> playing pretty well right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So as we, brad, uh, as we brought on Chad Ford, I should say, as soon as he joined the Zoom call, I was making fun and laughing at one of Doug's 
Chad Ford's big blank, right? He kept playing this game. He was giving me examples and he did the Gord one for me. And I thought it was hilarious because I thought it sounded a little phallic. That's what Chad I thought. Chad Ford's that big one. Gord. And that's what I thought, right? I thought that was funny. I pictured it in my head. I thought it was hilarious. But it people was, usually think Gord head and not it, Gord whatever. Your your well, dirty okay, mind is that your really dirty, nasty thing. mind is thinking of. Really, it, the only thing I, I, I the only thing that I was trying to bring up was the fact that I said the word phallic as soon as he joins the Zoom call, and then I get done with that. And he says hello, guys, and he's just joining <laughs> us, and I'm just talking about how <laughs> Gord made me think of something phallic, and I'm apparently going to continue to repeat that word i just was like all right first time i'm ever talking to an nba draft god and that's the first thing you ever hear is come out of my mouth so hilarious stuff there uh how are you doing chad nice to meet you that was the situation that i found myself chad's under. a cool guy man that was great that was a uh, it was and i know you i'm sure knowing you chad called you a nerd that's fantastic he was right to do so a and badge I know let me just say let me just say i'll wear it as a badge of honor chad mm -hmm. Uh, I know because you're a nerd, I'm sure you have plenty more games. I'm sure you have plenty more examples of how to play Chad Ford's big blank. Uh, what were the other ones that I can play the role of Chad Ford to try to guess this? Well, I'm going to tell you, I kind of messed up explaining the rules because I came up with this game. Unsurprisingly, I came up with this about five seconds before we came on air. So that's, that's sort of my process and, uh, it works sometimes it doesn't some other time. So I, I, I sort of, messed up explaining the rules. So I decided to keep some of the harder ones in my pocket. Cause I remember when we had rich Cho, then the general manager of the Charlotte Hornets, we did this game called prospect or food. And we would give him the name either of an international prospect or an international food. And he would have to tell us, is it prospect or is it food? And he got some of the prospect ones wrong. <laughs> and he was in studio for this interview. And that's, you could, that's not good. No, that's you could feel the tension. He did not want to get these wrong. And he, he had graced you know, his presence on our little podcast. And I thought he was going to get them right. I didn't. They, I mean, so... So then I've learned my lesson and I'm like, I don't want uh, anyone to come on here and feel terrible. So this one was a little less because it wasn't about his job. He was just rhyming words. I think, I think you could have predicted that though. I think Rich Cho comes in, you come up with this game on the fly. <laughs> he's scared because he doesn't want to get a prospect wrong. And then he's like, man, we'll I need to know. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this crazy food that I've never heard of actually is a prospect. And I have to try to say it right because I don't want to look like a fool. And yeah, I, I could imagine that yeah, being be shook. a spot for him to be in. He I would shook. be shook. That's on you. Are you ready? I've got a few more yes, of these. I'm ready, I know of the listeners are dying to hear uh, some more Chad Fords. I didn't know how to explain it. Here. Like I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'd had some more time, maybe I could have explained it better. Anyway, the here example we go. was key. I, the example was key. Okay, number one prospect on this Chad Fords big board is mm -hmm. Attila the Hun. I mean, he murders people on the court, <laughs> and he listen, and he's gonna bring his posse. Okay, Attila the Hun doesn't play around. He's bringing his people. Chad Ford's big what? Uh, big horde. That's right. That posse, posse was the clue there. Chad Ford's big horde. Okay. This is probably the toughest one. This is an international prospect. Speaking of international prospects, this guy comes all the way courtesy of Norway, Lice <laughs> Milford. Lice Milford, the prospect out of Norway. Chad Ford's oh, big Lice Milford. Oh, man. Out of Norway. <laughs> Chad Ford's. I can't do it. Fjord. 
Chad <laughs> Ford's Big Fjord. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was not going to get that one. I tried no, to I help you with the Norway thing. All right, I know fi- you did. Final one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I thought I am. Or I thought I was. And- All right, this player, he's great in the locker room. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's a peacemaker. Uh, he really brings people together. He can rally the team. This number one prospect, Camp David, out of Chad Ford's big... <laughs> it's is it i don't want to say lord um <laughs> don't. Well, that's not I the mean, correct answer so you don't have fast. to say it uh i don't know what Camp is it david no i i get it i i can't i get what you're saying i can't get the answer correct. that's i'm sure our listeners are screaming it into their into their I'm headphones sure. right now they're saying accords it's chad ford's big accords like the Camp David Accords, and an accord is a treaty. It brings people together. You're so young. You're such a young. I apologize. You're a baby. You have beautiful skin, but you are young and you don't know wow. anything. Uh, thank you. I didn't expect that compliment. What did you want to get to from what Chad had to say to us, Doug, about LaMelo Ball being in a tier all by himself? I thought that was interesting. And the fact that, one, he not only is he in a tier by himself, but if this was an average NBA draft class, that he probably would be going five and 10. Yikes. This is a weak draft class. Let's hope and pray that the Hornets get something at least close to one, if not in the top five. Well, he really put things in perspective for me when he said that this resembles the 2013 class, because I mean, he's totally, there's so much mystery around the top picks and no great options. So, I mean, he's totally right on that, and it's also scary that the Hornets are drafting eighth. Or you could take the positive outlook and say, wait a minute, they're in that zone where they could sneak in there and grab a Giannis Antetokounmpo type of steal uh, if they want to take that risk, if they want to take that chance. Uh, They have the ability to do so because, you know, there, there will be diamonds and there will be a lot of rough. Okay, so that's take number one. Um, Take number two is on the LaMelo ball stuff. That's not surprising to me because look at Lonzo. Lonzo has been nothing but a professional basketball player and a hard worker and has been in really difficult situations and dealt with them about as well as you could expect anyone to deal with them. And he's also been very distant from his father. He's, he's always distanced himself from his father's views. He's been very independent in that way. He's let his father be his father and hasn't really necessarily criticized him, but has always been quick to say, listen, I'm my own man. And, and I don't know why we assume that people's children, you know, people are the, pe- the same people that comment that say, oh, I don't want to deal with LaMelo Ball because we're, you know, we're, we got to deal with his dad. And what does that mean about him? It's like, you know, you're a child too. And you know that there are good things and bad things about your parents. And you also know that you try to take the good things and you try to stay away from the bad things. Like we, we learn from our parents. We learn about what's right and we learn about what's wrong. So to assume that LaMelo is somehow going to be also LeVar Ball is, is silly. Well, and I completely agree with you on all of that, as well as just I was kind of surprised that LaMelo, just as far as a basketball player goes, there are some pretty big warts, right? I mean, he did talk about his shot. And if you're a one or a two, I mean, he's going to be a point guard with the way that he's able to handle in his court vision. You know, you would like for him to be able to shoot. And that's a pretty big problem. And yet that kind of guy is still in a tier by himself. And there's still some problems with him. I just thought, man, you know, Anthony Edwards had been somebody I think that we had talked about quite a bit. James Wiseman, I feel like 
down on, but they're still, I, I feel like he might even be the most polarizing player of this draft. I mean, just from what I've heard early on, people either really like him and you heard Chad, he said he's, he's the boomer bust kind of guy. I just thought it was interesting, man. You're talking about your, your, what you're the, the one player in one tier. And then there's a big drop. I, thought that was as interesting as anything that he said. I'm just telling you, bank it. James Wiseman not making it out of the top four. I don't care. I don't care. He's not making it. If the Charlotte Hornets are drafting eighth, they're not drafting James Wiseman. You can put that, you can put that right in the bank. Get a deposit slip out. That's going in the bank, okay? And uh, I, I didn't get a chance to ask him about Obi Toppin, uh, but he seems to be rising. But then Onyeko Kongwu, that's the interesting one to me because I feel like you're going to get a player if you get a Kongwu, if, he, if his shooting develops – he has the potential to me to be one of the best two-way players in this draft. The thing that scares me about LaMelo Ball, and I'm bouncing around here, but the thing that scares me about LaMelo Ball is that he plays in Australia. And Australia is like notorious. That league that he plays in is notorious for being, talk about weak. I mean, it's notorious for being weak. And it can, it can make certain players look a lot better than they are. I mean, it's weaker than some of these other international leagues uh, in, in, in the middle of Europe or, or in Western Europe. So... Uh, that's what scares me about LaMelo Ball. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting, and I think we'll have a chance to get Chad Ford on to play some more games as we move through this draft process <laughs> because who knows when they're going to draft. Uh, uh, looking at his big board, he does have that on Twitter. It's actually, I think, the last thing he just tweeted out. If you want to go follow him at Chad Ford Insider, I noticed that the Florida State players that he had on Devin Vassell. Did you like that plug again? I'm just trying to. No, I, no, I was just, I was just going to say the last thing that he's going to put on Twitter is, uh, my God, uh, locked on Hornets. Those guys are a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, they're a bunch of nerds. He called you a nerd and felt comfortable doing so. <laughs> just right uh, to the my Florida face. State, <laughs> yeah, the Florida State guys, Devin Vassell, Patrick Robinson, they both find themselves in the top ten, according to Chad Ford. And I had not seen either of those guys in the top ten. I think. They're safe picks, Doug. And then you talk about James Wiseman, who's this boomer bust. Uh, I think, and Anthony Edwards kind of has somewhat to that, uh, somewhat of that effect to his game as well. Kind of evaluate. We don't know if he's going to be good. It's going to be a boomer bust type of player. We start to get to the back end of the top ten. Do you just want to go ahead and take the safe way out? Do you just take? Devin Vassell, who's a good shooter and can be a good defender, and Patrick Robinson, who is also a really good defender and young. Do you just take those guys who seem to have the motor but doesn't seem to have this huge upside? I, I thought that was interesting when you look at some of the top 10 guys that he put in his big board. But very fun. Thanks again to Chad Ford for joining us here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. And that will wrap up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA slash Chad Ford's big board slash Hollinger and Duncan. We got a bunch of good stuff here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day and we'll rewatch something with you on Friday. Trigger from Friends, number one on Chad Ford's big landlord. <laughs> well, he's the super. <laughs> <laughs>